fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How are you doing, man? Doing good. Also joined by intern Corey. Hi, intern Corey. I was going to insert a Godzilla roar there, but apparently the batteries died in my Godzilla toy. Oh, your one-legged Godzilla toy that we added our squonk booth? Yes. I have one, too. Look, it's the NECA <laughs> one. Rawr! Yeah, my, uh... I had big plans, and, uh... And they failed. But, happy Godzilla Day! Yay! And yes, we're happy covering... Godzilla Day! Oh, yeah, and we're covering the original Godzilla, the good Japanese version, not the shitty American version, where they stick generic dumb white man in there and he goes and there's all the japanese people are talking about like all their plans and stuff he goes huh and they cuts to him just completely different from the movie it's almost like when ed wood like cuts to like oh they're on the battlefield but it's just like a white background and it's like oh well my uh japanese is a little rusty do you think you could uh explain to me what they're saying and then the person just explains to him what's going on, and you don't actually get to see the good scene. That generic white guy is Raymond Burr. He's considered one of the greatest actors of all time, but well, I don't yes, like him. Yes, the uh, I don't like him in Godzilla either. Tell him I hate him. I will. Which is horrible because whenever Svengoli shows the original Godzilla, it's the fucking American version with dumb white man in there. But no, we're doing the Japanese one, Godzilla from 1954, directed by Ishiro Honda. Um, first time watch for anybody. Uh, no, of course not. I own the Criterion Collection, which it's that weird box set that's the size of like a giant book. And it's hard to fit it on your shelf right. Dude, mine's a pop-up. It's just a single Blu-ray. <laughs> when you open it, it's literally a pop-up with Godzilla that comes out of it. That's really cool. <laughs> Uh, I have the exact same set as as Mr. Dimension Z, the giant Criterion book. So before we get into this, I do want to ask you both. I'm curious. Taking our love of Godzilla out of this, because we did a thing a while ago which never aired, but we all ranked Godzilla as like the best monster in horror. Oh, but yeah. Taking our love of Godzilla aside, how do you think uh, 54 holds up? I think it holds up just great, honestly. Like, I, you know, I, I ju- like I literally finished watching it right before we jumped on here, and I was talking to son of intern Corey about it, and I'm like, I honestly, I think this holds up really well. Oh yeah, I always have fun watching it. Like, I think it holds up. There's a few times when Godzilla looks a little too much like a puppet, and he's kind of funny looking, but it's nowhere near as bad as like the later Godzilla movies, like in the '60s and stuff. But there are, like, some scenes that are very scary, kind of still, where it's almost like he's looming over it. And the fi- it's black and white, and the film grade is so bad. It looks like a newsreel from back then kind of thing. Yeah, when he's scary, it's, it's fantastic. I won't lie. I think there's a lot of scenes in this that do not hold up well, though. I won't lie to you. I think the movie overall, I think it does still. But I think... The more time goes on, the more it doesn't hold up well. Like some of it, like you say, he looks like a puppet. I just think he looks like yeah. Play-Doh kind of clumped together <laughs> in some scenes. Like I can't quite tell where his head is. You know what I mean? Unless he's looking at the camera and it just yeah. yeah some of it's just rough. Yeah, I mean, you have to the as of day of release, this movie is sixty nine years old. Nice. nice. I just had to get the 69 in there. Sorry. Well done, my friend. All right. Are you guys ready to get into this thing or anything else you want to mention before we get in? Let's record this fucker. All right. Starts with opening credits and our very first case of the theme song. Oh, which I love. Um, The opening credits are, I like the music a lot. I like the opening theme song. And we hear like the Godzilla roar, which is just, I love that they still just use the exact same one. Now let's take a look at the time this came out to. 1954. Let's jump back a few years. Obviously, this is all a giant allegory about nuclear bombs being dropped on Japan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is the sequel to Oppenheimer. Yeah, pretty much. And I have a weird feeling watching this. I'm like, 
Uh, I wasn't there, but sorry about that the whole time. And this one, like, I love the American Godzilla movies. Like, I really do. The newer ones, I think they're great. But the one thing they don't get is you don't feel like the sadness of cities being destroyed from a giant rampaging monster. This one hits it tough. Like, I'm all excited. I just saw a big Godzilla fight. And then I see, like, kids with dead moms and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a monster. I forget. Yeah, this is absolutely a very emotionally heavy movie. Like, when we get to it, there's one scene that just, it's a gut punch to me every time I see it. And I think, I think my brain blocks out the memory of this scene. Because, like, every time I see it, it's like a fresh wound. Is it the mom telling our kids we're going to be with dad soon? Because that's the rough yep, one for me. Yep, oh my there God. it is. <laughs> yeah. There's the pain. Yeah, it's like, oh, that, I guess that's the best case scenario right now, honeys. Like, we'll see dad again. If you're new here, we do this thing at the end of the episode called Count of the Dead. It's where I tally up all the deaths in the movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Because right, we... Greg of the Dead will have to pause sometimes on big like murder scenes. And I imagine there's a lot of stomping and stuff in this movie. So, oh, yeah, a lot of people falling out of buildings, being tipped over and stuff. Yeah, there was a lot. And the film grain on this is horrible. So he's trying to count, like, pixels. Yes. We had a bunch of sailors playing music. They're hanging out on a boat. It looks like a fun time, to be honest. But there's a giant blast from the water, and the ship goes down. But as they're going down, they send the distress frequency, and Ogata gets a phone call about one of his boats, and he has to go to the Coast Guard. And Coast Guard, I'm going to kind of jump through the beginning of this a lot because yeah. it's just setting up a bunch of boats sink, okay? Right. They send up patrols. They're also destroyed with the explosion out of the water, and they sink. Now, let's talk about the effects. When I say explosion, I mean some bubbles kind of come up, and then this <laughs> effect goes over that whitens the water for a second. Yes. Because the water has become so hot that it becomes white. White hot yes. water. Well, you also talk about, like, it, how it holds up, and I said about, like, oh, well, Godzilla puppet sometimes looks a little rough. Sometimes the miniatures also, like, they do a really good job for a lot of it, but sometimes it's like, oh, that's a tiny toy fire truck that just flipped over. Oh, I, it, this looks like a boat that I had in, like, elementary school when I would take a bath and I would play boats. The toy truck is the big one. Me and Anna <laughs> were watching this, and we rewound the toy truck explode like rolling over like five times i love the little toy car or like the missiles coming all off the, the airplanes and you see the little strings like i absolutely love the model work in this movie yeah is it hokey yes is it like but it's i think it, it's what adds to the charm of the movie now what works really well with the model work to me is the city scale because it's an exact replica of where they're actually filming. You see actors running, and then you see Godzilla stomping on said building, and it looks shot for shot perfect. But yeah, more boats are going down and everything, and newspapers start picking it up. They're saying it's underwater mines, a volcano, no hope of survivors. But there's a bunch of onlookers watching, hoping someone watches in. And I love this boy, I think his grandpa, looking out of the water who starts screaming when they see a raft coming in. Yeah. But people run down, and there's one survivor, and he's talking, it was just the ocean like, boiled over and exploded and took all of us down. And the fishermen are all having terrible luck, and this old man who's been around for a while says, it must be Godzilla. So, are we to believe that in this old man's lifetime, granted he's older than most of the people, he or someone related to him witnessed a giant stomping dinosaur, and that was just left as legend. Oh, yeah, whatever. The big stomping lizard, sure. And everyone forgot. Well, because at this point, aren't they at the, the ceremony thing where, like, everyone's dancing around, and it's like the ancient thing they've been doing forever kind of thing. And he mentions that they used to send a girl out on a raft to like sacrifice her to Godzilla. And now this is all that remains of that like thing they used to do. 
And yeah. I mean, he talks about it like he was there. So, I mean, he's old, but within a person's lifetime, you were sending young women out on a raft to Godzilla. Yeah, and everyone else has forgotten about Godzilla. That's the mind-blowing thing to me. We had a gorilla get shot like 10 years ago and everyone still remembers <laughs> it. You remember the giant stomping lizard through the cities. Yeah. I don't know what this was. Oh, Corey stood up. I didn't know the dicks out for Harambe. Very well. Very good. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this podcast is about to get a whole other rating. That night, a storm's blowing in and the house begins shaking, collapses, and someone goes out and we don't see it yet, but I believe he sees Godzilla. Is this correct? Oh, well, yeah, this is, um, well, yeah, because the one guy runs out of the house and, like, the house collapses. This is another one of, like, the kind of heartbreaking scenes because he's, like, it's, like, downpouring. It's, like, a tsunami, and that's what they kind of try to blame it on at first until he's, like, oh, no, I saw, like, there was a figure and, like, other people come out and they're, like, oh, it's alive. But he's, like, on a hill, like, slumped over, like, screaming because, like, his whole family just died. And it's, like, horrible. Not not only did his whole family just this is the younger brother of the survivor that came in on the raft. Oh, and he's the, the and I'm fairly certain he did see Godzilla outside. Mm -hmm. So he ran outside and then turned around to see his house collapse on his mother, his father, and his brother who they just pulled out of the sea. Yeah, your brother's dead. No, wait, brother's alive. Just kidding, brother's dead. Godzilla became get his. He became Michael Myers for a minute. It's like I gotta get this person. <laughs> yes, but they have testimony the next day in front of the government and everything. They bring in this paleontologist who wants to research the ocean cavities where they think it was, and a research crew leaves on a boat. Um, and they're surprised. Serizawa came out to see us off. He rarely leaves his lab. I thought he was a villain because he had an eye patch, but he was yeah. not. Well, I mean, we are definitely tr like Pavlovian trained to believe that uh, you see an eye patch. That man is a villain. I know, dude. I feel so bad for people who are actually missing eyes because I'm like, everyone must think they're about to tie their girlfriend to the train tracks <laughs> the second you see a man with that or rob you for your treasure. One of the two. <laughs> but they're studying the wreckage from the village. And there's radiation they're scanning, but it's only on one side of the island, so it's not from the nuclear fallout or anything like that. And they find the footprint, and it's radioactive. Dude, this should be game over right here. You find yeah. a footprint, you're like, okay, yes, monster. We don't need any more proof. Well, I love the one scientist is like, uh, would you think I was insane if I said this was a giant footprint? It's like, no, it kind of, I see the toes, it looks like it. They're also like, oh, this is extremely radioactive. Everyone, get back. And then the doctor starts, like, handling water and stuff with his bare hands to where he's, like, they're, like, you shouldn't be touching that barehanded. Not a good idea. Yeah, this is where they find find the trilobite in Godzilla's footprint. And the one guy, professor, I don't think you should be handling that. And the professor just, sh like, just shoots this guy, like, look by, like, what? Well, because like, like, everyone it, it else never occurred to him that this would be a bad idea. Everyone else is in like radiation suits type thing, and he's just in clothes. Well, to be fair, they're not protected either. They are wearing like radiation suits, but not protecting the most important part. You know, the big thing on your shoulders with all the holes that you breathe in and out of. Oh. They're not wearing the masks at all. So but what's it matter? Then you can't see my face in the movie. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, they're all fucked either way, so I guess go for it. But a bunch of villagers start yelling, Godzilla's on the other side of the hill! Everyone starts running for the other side of the hill until they fuck around and find out because then Godzilla actually is seen over the hill, and I love it. Everyone just runs this way, instantly turns around and starts running the other way. And whenever I think about the original Godzilla, I'm like, oh, you think about him in the dark, he's real ominous, you know, that, the first time we see him is in broad daylight, and he looks like a Muppet. Yeah. Like, this, th and this is absolutely one of the first scenes I think of when, uh, when I think of this movie, is his head just, you know, his, as you said, his Muppet head 
just appearing <laughs> over the hill. And you almost expect him to go, hey oh, Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> Mine's the him walking into the power line through the water. That's the image that's always in my head. Yeah. That one too. Yeah. They see Godzilla and they start taking off the other way. And then the giant footprints go back into the ocean, so he's gone. Next, we have a presentation on dinosaurs, and they decide to officially call it Godzilla. He's 165 feet tall, and he's been hidden away deep in a sea cave, and they blame the hydrogen bomb testing, drove it from its territory, and it emits radiation from all the hydrogen radiation. So that's like how they can track him and stuff and all that, which is interesting, and they play with that for like most, like throughout the series here and there. Dude, I used to work for a warehouse for a company. I won't name them. Their phrase might have been save money, live better or something. I don't know. But anyway, I rode around on this like little forklift thing that to save money, we powered with hydrogen. And every day I was worried it was just going to explode and I would die. Just saying. That was not saving money and living better. It's Gregzilla <laughs> rampaging around central Pennsylvania. Oh no, he took out another sheets. <laughs> oh no the dollar general what will we do we'll just go to the other one yeah across yeah. the street right down the road <laughs> but a bunch of people want to keep it quiet and then they don't there's a big fight in the courtroom and i like our main dude the paleontologist guy who just wants to study it his head just drops and he shakes his head like this is gonna be a shit show forever well, I love that, yeah, they're trying to, like, bury it, and immediately people are like, no, you can't do that. Like, fuck you. We're gonna, like, tell people about this. Well, they're sending boats out to use depth charges in the general Godzilla area. How they know where the general Godzilla area is is beyond me. It's a welcome well, mat floating in the ocean. The professor's <laughs> at dinner with his family. He's sad. He doesn't want Godzilla killed. Because it can survive nuclear radiation, we should study it. I mean, like we said, this taking place when it does, that is a very big topic of the time. Oh, absolutely. And he just is sad. He walks into his office and just sits in the dark. And I'm like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> you don't even want to put anything on. Like, you don't even turn the light on. You're just like... Uh, mother, god damn it. And tomorrow's another day. <laughs> His daughter comes in. He's like, Father, are you okay? And like, you can just cue the My Chemical Romance song here. <laughs> and no, shut off the light. Leave me alone. It's not a phase. Dude, do you know what looks fun? Is this next scene, this boat? I don't know what's going on. There's just people dancing. There's a bar. There's a restaurant. This looks like a great time, I won't lie. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, when every boat that you sent out into sea has sunk, maybe I'd skip my party boat for the day. I don't know. We could have a land party. Yes. The booze cruise waits for no one, Gregory. The booze cruise okay. waits for no lizard. Apparently not, dude. Like, this is just mind-boggling to me, like, you just picture like, Susan, I already bought the tickets. We're non-refundable at this point. It's That's the same exactly way. every argument on the way out. That same couple from Demons that like their big anniversary was getting the free tickets to the movie. It's the same couple. It's like, I already paid for the tickets. We're going on the fucking cruise. But on this boat, Godzilla emerges out of the water. Sheer panic, of course. And boat goes down. And... Yes, Corey. Um, I do. I do like at this scene, like Godzilla pops up out of the water and everybody screams, and he just kind of turns around and puts his head down, like. And and uh, son of intern Corey even said while we were watching this, he goes, "Is Godzilla sad? You guys didn't even like, give me a chance." I think he was jealous of the fun time doing all on the boat. Yeah, he heard all the fun music, and he's like, ooh, I could do that. And everybody screams at him like, you know, he's Frankenstein's monster, and he missed a step. 
Well, it's it's really scary when the giant's around because you don't know when he's going to rampage and destroy things. But this reporter who went, is supposed to do a story on Sarazawa. Wow, I'm going to have some trouble with these names, guys. Sarazawa. There you go. There you go. Goes to Emiko to have her help get an interview with him because she's friends with him. And she does. She makes the introduction for him because at first she just said no comments on anything. Wouldn't speak to him. No, not friends. She is actually engaged to Sarazawa at this point. But the, oh. the relationship has been souring, and that's why she's with Ogata. But, like, Ogata's the other dude. Like, she is technically, it is, um, at one point they say something about, uh, about, um, they say something about Sarazawa, and they say, oh, you mean the professor's daughter's fiance? So, yeah, oh, Emiko's stepping out. This is a confusing relationship, but he does, she does, she gets him an in and everything, and it's a very, well, I'm sorry, there's not much more to tell you, I don't really have anything to show you. Okay, well, thank you, reporter leaves, Emiko stays behind, he goes, do you want to see what I've secretly been working on? Takes her down to the basement, and there's a lab with a fish tank, beautiful fish tank, but then he flips, he puts some dropper, by the looks of what we're seeing, into the tank, then flips a switch with a bunch of LED lights, and then there's something goes on in the tank, unseen to us at the time, but Emiko screams in terror like it's awful. Yeah, it's like the worst thing there could be. Dude, I'm just saying, if I just saw a monster the size of buildings stomping around, this wouldn't phase me. No, not at all. I guess it's just, like, what the outcome of this kind of thing could be. Like, okay, yeah, it's just some fish skeletons, but that could be, like, a whole lot of other kinds of skeletons. They're bad. She she jumps to that really quick, though. There's not, like, a moment of thinking, and then, like, oh, like, no, instant scream. Doesn't she mention where she's, like, I already, at one point she was, like, I escaped Nagasaki, now I'm having to deal with this? No, that's someone else. That was someone else on the train. Okay. But she goes home, and she tells the new boyfriend that nothing happened. And next, our boy's back. I'll say this. They have a pretty good Godzilla to human ratio in this one. Yeah. Yeah. This this isn't like destroy all monsters level of... We, we're going to give you like ten solid minutes of monsters, but it's spread throughout the movie. Yes. That is that's one of my biggest hiccups of like show history is I picked the wrong movie because I was like oh yeah that's that one that I like and I was like oh no it's the wrong one and it's too late because Greg did notes and we had people on the show I was the people I yeah. know it was your debut this is what I it was. birthed <laughs> you were born out of an accident that I made like most people yeah. But Godzilla emerges from the water. The military is firing at him, and civilians are running away. The professor is trying to warn them to turn off the searchlights. It's just enraging him. But they're like, well, you can't get through. I don't know. If you're given pertinent information by the dude who's studying this, maybe take that into account. Get him to the commander or whatever. Yeah. No, this security gu- This is one of those security guards who takes his very little bit of power that he has way too seriously i will defend this line sir you're dude you're just asking people to step back please yes you're officer bar brady from south park can i see your receipt sir (laughs) i was thinking the receipt checkers too sir but this is that awesome scene where godzilla destroys the train and he takes out a bridge the train seems so good i love that scene though Definitely a miniature, but this is like Godzilla is done best, it seems like, in black and white and at night. For most of it's hidden, he's kind of a shadow. Most things are shadows. He looks scarier at night. Like, he looks terrifying. He absolutely does. This this is one of my favorite sequences in the movie. Is the, this, just this early, these destructions, this destruction scene here. And it's funny because... You know what Godzilla is today before you've ever even seen a Godzilla movie. Yeah. It is wild to think this is the first one. Like, 
everyone's seeing like a kaiju monster for like the first time pretty much yeah yeah it's a weird like something like you just said this has been around for so long and like little kids that have never seen a godzilla movie probably know what godzilla is or at least kind of recognize the name or like what it looks like yeah whereas like everything i guess has a beginning because there was like you said a time where this walking to the theater on premiere day i wonder what this movie's about like uh, to put it in perspective for me like intern Corey senior is was born one year before this movie came out like my dad was born in 53 so like he basically does not know a godzilla-less world how are you how are you older, older than, your, than dad? your father yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, intern. Old man. Old, 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 old. I'm not even gonna give you the satisfaction of saying what you want me to say. I was. I didn't. I promised I was a blade. I was gearing up for it. <laughs> you know what? Hey. <laughs> oh, the audio is gonna be shit on that. So if you didn't understand, me and Brett both threw the same old joke at the same time. I was so happy. <laughs> You're just lucky I have to have a hip replaced. <laughs> um, but also, this also where it takes out the bridge. It's awesome. Not too long, though. He goes back into the water pretty quick. Yeah, he's, uh, this this is just, you know, this is his opening act for Destruction. Well, yeah, because the second act is where we get more Destruction with the little toy car and everything that me and Anna were laughing at and all that <laughs> stuff. But, yes, but the, the second one goes on for way longer than this one. Yeah, this, the second, I can't remember if it's the second or the third one where, you know, our, our collective cold black hearts break. Yes, I think it's the second. But, um... Also, I did love the next day, because he goes back into the water after the bridge. Everyone's evacuating. But when the military's rolling out, you get the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I don't know, dude. Like, more high school marching bands should have used this song. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to talk to Little Miss Intern Corey's band director. Like, listen, Honestly, you got to start playing the Godzilla theme. Like, I'm thinking, like, that song's ripe for the picking for those kind of things. Yeah, like, that'd be a great, like, in the stands, like, football game song. Yes. It would make me happy. But um, Emiko's dad, the professor, comes home. He's still upset about them wanting to kill Godzilla. I feel like at this point, you can admit maybe we should kill the beast. This is the guy in Jason X being like, we need to study him. It's like, what? Look at what he's done. No, destroy. Oh, you mean David Cronenberg, famed director who wants Jason soft? Yeah, that guy <laughs> from Jason X. But um, her boyfriend's about to ask for his blessing this night, like when he comes home. And they sit at the table and they just start arguing about Godzilla. You know, like the most heated debate in the world. Like, he's just like, no, we should kill it. He's like, what do you mean? Like, we need the research. He, like, basically kicks him out of his house. I so wanted him to still ask for the blessing right here, though. Before before <laughs> I go, I wanted that so bad. But, I mean, the dad, like, asks him to leave in the most, he's like, no, you get out. You get out of my house. Like, he's not even really yelling it. He's just kind of... I still saying. feel like it wasn't a joke. I feel like it was a stern get out, and he didn't listen, by the way. The dad goes to the other room, and he hangs out for a little bit first before leaving. <laughs> I'll say, the dad does more leaving than the boyfriend. Yes. Um, Godzilla emerges near the military where they're at, and they're set up by, like, a power line, and their plan is to shock Godzilla when he comes through. Actually, not a bad plan, with your limited knowledge of this creature. Like, oh, most creatures react to electricity, so maybe shocking it with, like, extreme amounts of it will stop it. We don't know that he feeds off of electricity. Yeah, and I love that there's people at at the power station, like, ready to kick more power to it the second he crosses it. <laughs> you see, it would have worked, but they forgot to throw the third switch. Not the third switch! 
It does hurt him, I think, and everything, but it doesn't take him out, obviously. It's Godzilla. The military starts firing at him and everything, and this is the first appearance of the atomic breath. Dudes, remember, like we said earlier, we know Godzilla. We know atomic breath. I'm just picturing audiences in 1954 being like, what the fuck is that? Well, I love, like, they have Godzilla walk into the, the giant power lines, and then you have, like, guy with machine gun, like, pat, 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 pat. There's, like, rockets and shit shooting at him, but there's a guy with a machine gun. But I also like, too, even in this black and white original version, they have his, like, back spike things, like, light up before he shoots his, like, radioactive fire. The guy with machine guns just kind of like, I'm helping! Helping. He's not even pointing the right direction. He's like shooting to the off to the side. Yeah, you are, buddy. If you get bit by so many ants, you'll still die. So I'm thinking it's that kind of logic. Like if enough of us pap 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 him, he might go down. <laughs> but this is where the rampage starts, dude. It's awesome. Uh, the toy car crashes here. The buildings are collapsing. Tanks are firing at him. There's war room updates. Initiate code 129. And he starts toppling buildings. Like we said, this is a dude in a rubber suit on a tiny city set. How fun would this be? I, this, this is the dream. This is the dream job. I and feel like this is what I want to do in life is be Godzilla on a tiny set. It still really holds up too. Like you, like you said, this is guy in rubber suit smashing cardboard buildings that they painted nice. I, it's still great. I love it. I love a good Godzilla destroying things scene. I mean, in this one, even look, like like we said, this looks less fake than say like Godzilla versus Megalon, where we get the first occurrence of the Godzilla dropkick tail slide. <laughs> <laughs> And we have Jet Jaguar just going, punch, 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 punch. I also, there's the, I enjoy the newscaster. He's just like, there's the um, radio tower and he's just standing like on the radio tower, like explaining what's happening. And it's like, Godzilla's coming towards us. Like, well, this is the end for us. Signing off, basically, as it's like destroyed. And this is like 90s version. Howard Stern is like, and one last Ababa buoy to you all. And then he dies. See, I like to picture this more, like, to put him in, this is, this is Jim Ross, like, peak good old JR, Attitude Era, fuck out, Godzilla's coming right for us, he's <laughs> the end, fuck out, King, I have a family, you bastard! I mean, it's kind of a recurring character through a lot of the Toho Godzilla movies, is the guy announcing what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, never mind. That's it. Um, this is our gut-wrenching scene you were mentioning earlier, too, going on during this, Corey. Yeah. It's okay, we'll be with Daddy soon. A mother who very apparently was a survivor of either the Hiroshima or Nagasaki blasts. You know, just clutching her three children, saying, it's okay, we'll be with Daddy soon. And I'm like, Dude. I forgot. God, how heavy this movie is. Like I said, my brain doesn't allow me to remember <laughs> this scene for more than like more than like the end of the movie. You just remember Exactly. One of the saddest scenes in movies I can remember, and it's cheesy and cliche, but in Titanic, when the mom reads to the uh, is tucking the kids into bed and everything when she knows the ship is sinking because they're poor and they're not gonna get out i'm like <laughs> it's the most sad fucking thing in the world to me this is comparable to that to me yeah i forgot about that scene too <laughs> but this where godzilla picks up and drops the tower and i love how he kind of shakes the people out of it first <laughs> like get off my new toy and he drops it <laughs> Ew, bugs. <laughs> and this is where the airplanes start attacking Godzilla as he's going back into the water. And Brett, you kind of brought it up earlier. Um, I don't, I can't speak to how it was in original projector viewings, but like you guys, I have the Criterion, the uh, Blu-ray of this. So I'm seeing tiny toy airplanes where you see the lines where they just sit them flying down and yeah. the little bottle rockets coming off of them at this man in a suit. 
It's literally yeah. like pew. <laughs> it's it definitely it takes you out of it like a little bit. Where it's just like, well, okay, that's kind of funny. That's like my Ed Wood like fun. But like, oh look, the gravestone fell over. You see them like boom might come into shot. I'm like, oh, I see the strings. Yeah, I'm just having so much fun at this point that yeah, I see the strings, but I don't care. But yeah, Godzilla goes back into the water at this point, and next day we all these pop up like crisis centers everywhere, and I feel bad for this one kid. They learned like a radiation test on him and everything. I guess oh. Godzilla was right next to him, like his foot probably barely missed this kid, and now he's probably has cancer from it. Now he's spiking. Well, I mean, the doctor and the nurse look at each other and just kind of shake their heads at each other after they measure this kid. It's like, oh, oh no. Dude, can you imagine being at the hospital and they take some tests and the doctor and the nurses give a knowing look <laughs> at each other and shake their head? I'd be like, what? 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 Because I, I remember giving blood one time and it was one of those like trainees with the different scrubs that I didn't realize at the time. And they're taking blood and they go, oh no. And I stopped like, <laughs> what's oh no? And they went running out of the room. I'm like, the needle's still in me like, what is happening? <laughs> I no longer feel safe. I'm like, did they just put oxygen into my vein, didn't they? Shit. Yeah. Emiko tells her boyfriend about Serizawa's experiments, and this is where we see the full thing that she saw. And basically, it drops this thing into the water, and it disintegrates the fish into skeletons. The fish look right out of, like, a Heathcliff cliff comic where he like takes the boat like the fish in his mouth and he just like cleans it it's just the bones left yeah i was thinking the exact same thing like old looney tune style it's legit a cartoon fish skeleton and, and then this this sets up the oxygen destroyer which comes up in many many godzilla i think they said there's something like only like two or three godzilla movies there the oxygen destroyer doesn't come into play Hmm. Um, we'll get to the oxygen destroyer and like the whole like kind of deeper meaning behind it in a minute and everything in real life when you compare it to this movie. But it got me thinking, and I mean no disrespect to these movies, but in some of the later Toho Godzilla sequels, I don't mean current, like even like 60s, 70s, and like you guys said, we have Godzilla riding on his tail to drop kick another monster. He's we dancing. have like yeah, he's dancing. He's already shadow boxing before a fight like Rocky in the corner when Drago's yeah. coming out. Like, I can't help but think like the writers behind the original saw those and it's like John Carpenter seeing the Halloween sequels and just fucking hate them. And like I said, I don't share those thoughts, but looking at the difference, I'm like, that has to kind of be there, right? Oh, it, it, there has to be at least a small amount of hatred there for it. Um, because they took something that was very dark and serious yeah. and made it silly. Extremely quick. It's like how they turned, like, Freddy Krueger into, like, there's action figures for kids. Do you want to dress up as Freddy for Halloween? Like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, I was just thinking, I'm like, man, this is, like, such a response to the nuclear bombs dropping and everything. And, like we can't make another weapon that will do this even in retaliation against something that did this to us. And like these really heavy meanings and stuff. And then I'm just picturing destroy all monster literally having like a boxing announcer call when like Godzilla getting ready to throw a beat down on King Ghidorah. I'm like, Oh no. Like I love those movies, but now looking at them, I'm like, Oh, that's not cool. Almost like that, yeah. that feels like a bastardization a little bit. Yeah, it definitely, this movie versus the, like, basically every other Godzilla movie who you get up to Shin Godzilla, it, they are completely different movies. Shin Godzilla is so fucking good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Shin. Have you seen Shin Godzilla, Brett? No, I still need to. Oh, it's one of the best <clears throat> ones. It's so good. It, it's, it's, on, it's on the level with this one. I'm looking forward to minus one. Oh, me too. Minus one looks good. And um, to all our Japanese listeners, who I I don't know if there are any or not, please don't spoil. Please don't spoil minus one 
for us poor Americans that have to wait a whole month to see it. I know you can see it today. We can't. All right, back to the plot. They go to Serizawa, but like to say, hey, we need to use this. But he's afraid of the implications of introducing this kind of weapon to the world and everything like that. Rightfully so. Again, Japan, 1950s. Yes, that would be the attitude. Yeah. Um, But he's distracted by a TV broadcasting these girls singing this incredibly depressing song and showing, like, all the aftermath of everything. Yeah, well, it's like a national prayer type thing is going on of just because of all the destruction. It's just, like... Let's all kind of try to get together and help each other, guys. And then that like brings it that like makes him emotional and makes him want to like, okay, if I got to use it, this is the only way I'm going to do. I'm going to burn all my work and then I'm going to do it and blow myself up because then all the knowledge is in my brain. And he's almost like, I don't trust myself not to be persuaded in some way to use this again. Or even like tortured or anything. Let's be real. Oh well, yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe it's just the American in me, and I know how our society is. Is someone made a super weapon, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm not telling anyone." That person would go missing, and yes, we would have that super weapon. I'm not using it ever. You know, optical flip to you know, you're in a chair in some place that doesn't exist, and you've got exactly. a car battery hooked up to a sensitive part of your anatomy. But he's going to use the only one left. They take a boat out. Him, and this is awkward, and Emiko's new boyfriend are going to dive down to Godzilla's cavern. Dude, I'm just picturing one of them cutting off the oxygen to the other on the way down. Yeah. Oh, and you want to talk about terrifying. These 1950 scuba suits? Like, what (laughs) the fuck are these things? They're horrifying looking. Dude, it looks like an astronaut suit. Like, you're just screwed into this thing. But these were the actual, like, diver suits that, like, I know. they used back then. Like, this is how, this is legitimately how it was done. It's a combination of, like, old-timey diver suit and, like, the film grain. It just looks so creepy. But they drop down to the cavern. Dude, this cavern must not be very deep. I'm like, how didn't we notice Godzilla before? Just yeah. chilling down here. You can still see the sunlight from the surface. We thought he was rocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but wait, never mind. My mistake. We've noticed Godzilla a generation ago and forgot. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. I also enjoy in this movie, they don't have Godzilla swimming around. He literally just walks around on the bottom like he's on land. Yes. Um, If you remember, even back at the fun party boat scene, you heard Godzilla's, you heard the footprints stomping. You heard the Godzilla stomp under the water from the boat. The Godzilla stomp. The Godzilla stomp. I have a theory. Godzilla lives so deep that when he comes closer to the surface, when he's standing on the ocean floor, he's still stomping on it because he's come up from deeper than that. That's why we hear the stomp. He's used to a higher pressure level. Yes. And I think Brett just developed the newest uh, dance craze, the Godzilla Stomp. Greg, as the musician of the group, we're going to need you on this. I'm not a very good one. But he sets off the weapon. They send the new boyfriend up to the surface, but he's staying down there because, like we said, they're going to get him to use this weapon. He goes down with the ship, pretty much, and blows up Godzilla. But Godzilla resurfaces, but he's in extreme pain, roars, goes back into the water, and sinks Closing out Godzilla. And you see Godzilla's skeleton. And this is the only... I can't believe... Like, there was so much opportunity to do more with this character, but they killed him off in the first movie, so there's no way to bring him back. So, there's only ever the one, guys. I wish they ever did more. The paleontologist does say there will be another Godzilla. I thought he was talking about the lizard. In reality, he's talking about movies. Yeah. So many movies. Do you guys remember last year on the Halloween special when you had to do that guess the character thing and one of you was Godzilla? And you're like, Mm. how many movies was I in? And I'm like, I don't know. A thousand? (laughs) There's actually not as many as you think, but there's still a whole lot. And that was Godzilla. 
it's a fun movie to revisit. It's not one that you watch all the time because it is like rather depressing at certain points. And at certain points, it's like this one's way more atmospheric than the other ones will be because it has the the black and white really helps it, I believe. Where the yeah. other ones, when you get into color, it's okay, great. It, a lot of it looks good, but then the monsters, you can tell the rubberness of it a little bit. You can bit see more. the zippers. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for both of you guys. What's up? What was the first Godzilla movie you saw in full? Oh, God. Uh, Son of Godzilla. I have no idea. It would something, whatever was on TV all the time back in the day. I know mine, and I am not proud of it. Is it the remake? Yeah, is the Matthew Broderick one? Yes. <laughs> That's not in my Godzilla. defense. It's in my defense, I was in, I was in kindergarten. In my defense, and the marketing for that movie was everywhere. You it could was. not escape it. You you just could. You were forced to watch it. You had it was against pretty your will. much. <laughs> if you lived in America, you were forced to watch that movie. But you know what we did? That movie did have a killer soundtrack, though. Yes, like the actual like Green Day was on that. Um, uh, Rage Against the Machine. I think he's a she, and I think she's pregnant. Okay, that's enough. All right, you guys ready for some Count of the Dead? Yeah, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah ah ah. It's Robin's work. Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think with Godzilla? Here are the caveats. Okay. Anytime I see a vehicle that goes down, I don't know how many people are in it. I only assign it one unless there was a previous shot of the vehicle, in which case I had to count everyone we saw on said vehicle. All right. Where do you think we got with Godzilla? Intern. 169. No. That would break the record. No, I don't think uh, Greg of the Dead's going to count that many. I would. You know it. Um, I'm going to go 89. Oh, you're both a little high. We got 63. Oh, okay. Still okay. a lot of death. Like I said, in reality, it's more than that, but I can only count what I can see. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's great. Scout of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come over with that thing right now. All right, so we've we've covered a few of these Godzilla movies now, and we always, like, talk about the different characters and stuff. This one doesn't have, like, a bunch of the other kaijus in it. It's just Godzilla, but birth yeah. the rest of them. So we're going to do, version like, which kaiju is this movie, good or bad? Okay. So, a number one version, the worst version, is Godzilla's son, Minya. Fuck him. He's so stupid. I hate him. You know, his stupid little face. I hate his smoke rings. Can I insert another what I would also nominate for number one? Sure. I hate Godzuki. Which one's that? That is from the cartoon. Oh, I didn't watch the cartoon. Corey's angry with me. <laughs> And a number 10 for me, I love Godzilla in the series, but my favorite of them is King Ghidorah. I just love him so much. I love his sound. I love everything. Um, the original Godzilla is a lot of fun. Um, there's a little parts, like we've said before, that are a little clunky. Now, Greg likes Mecha Godzilla. We all have our Godzilla figures with us, like right beside us. Mine's only got one leg. <laughs> he played with his. No, my son um, did. I like this one a lot, but there are definitely parts that are like, it's a little sad, um, which uh, isn't bad, but if you're watching a Godzilla movie, you're almost wanting to have more of a good time. And like, oh yeah, tragedy and like a huge city actually getting destroyed is bad, I guess. It's not just fun. I'm going to yeah. give this one a 9 out of 10. I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, I don't think it would probably be my favorite of the movies, um, but it's really good. It's really atmospheric. I love the black and white. I wish there was more than just two of these Godzilla movies in black and white. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a nine is a perfectly acceptable score for any movie, really. And I definitely, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, agree with Brett on this one that 
this is this is a nine, maybe nine and a half for me. Definitely not my favorite, but but it's up there. Like, and it's the one that started it all. So yeah, nine and a half. I'm coming in right under you guys by a half. I want eight and a half kaiju's out of ten. I so pretty much what you guys said. Um, I don't think the effects hold up today a lot. Yeah. Uh, the I'll I'll clarify that. I don't think Godzilla holds up today as well. Some of it. The radioactive breath looks like just aerosol spraying out yeah. until it hits the thing. And as much as I usually forgive that shit, when you look at the scope of the rest of this movie, it does kind of bring it down a little bit. And that's just today's standards. I understand that. But still an incredible movie. More, I'd say, moving than we are used to in a yeah. Godzilla movie, which definitely yeah. raises it up. And like you guys said, one that started it all, uh, literally... The beginning of a legend in this movie. So yeah, eight and a half. Well, unless you guys have anything else. Nah. Well, we hope that you're having a nice Godzilla day. We had to release this because of it being Godzilla day. It's a fun day. You know, it's uh, right after Halloween. So at least you get something to kind of celebrate a little bit. An excuse to watch some movies. Break out your ridiculously sized Criterion Collection box set if you have to. It's easy to find because you can't just put it on the shelf like normal. It has to be out in the the open. Stomp around and destroy your neighbor's house. And if you don't have the ridiculously sized Criterion Collection box set, um, YouTube has like all of the Showa era Godzilla film movies streaming for free. Oh, like you can watch them on there. Um. And uh, Pluto TV has their 24-7 Godzilla channel. Yes, I love that channel. Nothing but Godzilla all day. Like, I love just putting on, like, it used to be Mystery Science Theater 3000 just all the time when I would just want to put something on the TV when I was, like, running around doing something. Now, here for, like, the last while since that's been up, it's been a lot of Godzilla channel. I love Godzilla channel. I leave it on for my dog when I leave. We hope that Godzilla has left your brain throbbing with horror. Alright, that's the end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And come back for next week for the next episode.